Thank you, Lord. Well, welcome to Spruce Grove Community Church. You know, we've had some incredible times the last couple weeks here. Incredible. So good. And I, you know, I, all week this last week, I've just been so thankful that the Lord has entrusted us with carrying out um, his mandate here on the earth. Like, I'm, it's a different level of it. It's a different level. But all week, also, I was thinking about, you know, where do we go next? What's next? What do we do next? And uh, even this morning in, in prayer in the other room, I was like, I'm, I'm not really seeing where we're supposed to go. I'm not really feeling where it's supposed to take us. And then Gord Donater gets up and prays and he goes, you know, <laughs> we need to refocus on Jesus. We need to focus on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We need to look to God. We need to look at the throne. And it totally made sense. You know, we have a little bit of success, just a little bit, and we're trying to already package it, market it up, put a little nice little bow on it and sell that thing. <laughs> little bit of success. But really what actually opened it up for us the last few weeks has been a willingness in our body, everyone here, to look to God, to look to the throne, to, to join together as brothers and sisters in Christ and worship wholeheartedly. That's what's really opened things up for us. And so instead of us, instead of me standing there trying to figure out what to do next, really, what do we do next? We look to him. We look to Jesus because he's the author and the finisher of what? Our faith. He's the one that actually writes what is to happen next? And here we are on the earth as vessels. People that God can use. Clay, moldable. Something that we allow ourselves to become that God can reach down into the earth, take us in His hands, shape us into what He needs us to be, and lets us be tools and ambassadors of His life in the earth. That's what He's doing. And so this morning, I, I know something great is going to erupt. I don't have a doubt of that. Why, why not? Because there's a group of people in this room right now that love God, that want to give themselves to Him, that want to worship Him in spirit and in truth, full-heartedly. And when God has that, it's like Him having a moldable lump of clay on a wheel. And he can do what he wants. You agree with that? That's good. <laughs> That's not, that is, I just didn't make that up before. That, that just came. So let's rise to our feet. And let's right away submit ourselves to being on the potter's wheel. Submit ourselves to being that lump of clay that he can shape. God, we say this morning that you know, we're not coming in here with any preconceived expectation of, of people or a band. or We come in here fully devoted to you being the life giver. To you being the life changer. To you being the only thing that can actually bring life back to this earth. That can actually bring light. 
And so, Lord, this morning, we humble ourselves before you. And we say, let there be light in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship him. Let's not hold back. Let's not think about what needs to happen next. Let's just abandon ourselves in the beauty of our God. Amen? We say holy. We stand at the threshold of the doorway of the throne room of heaven. We stand there and we wait, but the Lord would have us know that we wait, need to wait no longer. That all who come, all who are weary, all who need rest, all that would come to the door, to the threshold, might have entrance because of Jesus, the Lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. All may come. And so we come this morning before you, Lord. We come up to the threshold, but we do not pause. We do not turn back and look at ourselves or where we've come from. We look unto you. And we walk into the holy of holies. And we say you are worthy. And you are holy. And we worship you now. The Lord has opened up right now through worship a, a portal into another nation. What nation was that? Ireland. I mean, pretty evident. So the Lord says this morning is, I would love to open up more and more and more of these doorways. And I would love to give them, I would love to give the keys to you, you people here right now. And he says, because of your worship, because of your adoration, because of your abandonment, I have given you the keys. And I've allowed you to touch places that many of your feet have not even touched. And the Lord says this morning that what you believe right now about a place called Ireland will start to shift something in the spirit of Ireland. There's a deep cry in the heart of Ireland. And I've only been there a few times, but when you touch the ground there, there's something that rises up. And so this morning, Lord, we pray for Ireland. We release the cry of Ireland. We cry out for Ireland. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for the nation of Ireland. We pray, Father, that that sound that's in the ground would rise up even now, even now, oh God. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us, you've given us authority to speak in to that nation, oh God. So, Father, we pray that every knee shall bow, every tongue confess to the name of the Lord Jesus. We release the banner of Jesus over Ireland, oh God. Hallelujah. Release your sound. Release the sound. Release your sound of Ireland. Oh God, Shandaraka. Ireland! Come into your destiny. Ireland! Come into our destiny. Every knee, every knee, every knee shall bow. 
you hear that? Keep going. of Canada and Ireland are forever united. We say that we join together by the Spirit, this land and that land. Let the sound of both nations rise together. Let the sound of freedom in both lands rise together. Canada, we bless Ireland. We bless Ireland. We bless Ireland. I just feel like we all, each of us needs to, needs to voice our blessing over Ireland. You know what? Even if it's one word, that's 200 words over Ireland right now. So just right now, if each one of us, each one of us just say, I bless Ireland, I bless Ireland in love, whatever it is that comes to your mind. Just come on, join with me and bless Ireland. Ireland, bless you with unity. I keep hearing the song, this land is my land, this land is your land. And I don't know the rest of it, but as we bless Ireland, we get the joy back. Yeah. As we bless, as we give, the word, God says we receive it. So I encourage you, as we do this, receive the joy for your hearts. Alberta's not doing too great, but we got joy too. So we want to we wanna have the heart of the nations. God loves the nations. Today we're doing Ireland, but receive that. Ireland is our land too. The world belongs to God. The world belongs to us as sons and daughters of God. Amen. 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 Oh God. We bless that land. You know, Pastor Mark was in Ireland, and he said that some people are starting to smell something. Something good, something fragrant, something of change. And when the winds of change start to blow on a land, it's a matter of time before they catch fire. It's like, it's like a combustible liquid is being spread across the land. And more and more that would breathe that in, it would ignite. 
And so, Lord, we bless that land. And we say that the fragrance and the fuel that you're pouring on that place, we say let it spark and let it ignite. We desire that land to enter into the fullness and the destiny that you've called them into. For the world needs their sound, needs their life. God, whatever we can do, whatever we can do to participate in the release of that place, to join with the sound of that place, to stand with that place, Lord, reveal it to us. We recognize this call. We recognize this mandate. And it's not a little thing. This is a divine purpose of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Amen. Well, I'll tell you that. We never know really where we're going to go, do we? The Lord does. He has a plan. He has a purpose. And what he does is he releases, as I mentioned before, he releases keys to the people that can open certain doors, that can open certain avenues of things. And that's what he did here this morning, if you're wondering. I wonder what happened there. God said, you are allowed to open this door right now. And I want you to, and I want you to enter into it and release what you know how to release. Right? You know, if I ask someone, if I ask my 11-year-old to do something that is far beyond his capacity, it just wouldn't work. But I know what his capacity is, and so it, there's times I release him into that, the fullness of it. And the Lord said this morning, you know what? You have a capacity, and I'm going to release the fullness of it to you this morning. We're called as a church to intercede for the nations. We're called as a church, as a body, everyone here right now, we're called to pray and believe for the restoration of the lands of the earth. God has placed on our hearts, many, many, many of our hearts, Ireland very strongly, very strongly. The first time I touched my feet to that ground there, I was like, it was almost like I was home, but like the home away from home. It's like, wow, this is incredible. So go figure that this is what this church would do. Lord, we don't want to neglect the called. We don't want to neglect the, the work. We don't want to neglect uh, the purpose that you've placed in this place to see the purpose of other places fulfilled. You know, it's a tough call sometimes. You know, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a world of, like, the photography world, and there's so many, so many people doing it. It's a temptation to stifle someone else's success, to not give them the credit, to not help them unlock the potential that they have. But the Lord challenged me in saying, you will unlock other people's potential, and some will become greater than you. And I was like, whoa, that's, that's intense. But you see, there's a, as Matt mentioned, there's a reward that comes with that. There's a there's a promise that comes with that. And so God says, with a little place here in Canada, release, help release the potential of a nation like Ireland. They might even rise above. Are we okay with that? Yes. Yes, Lord. Let them rise far above anything we've touched here. Let them touch the heavens. Let them touch the places that we've dreamed of touching. God, let it happen there. Let it happen there. 
See, that's the heart of the Father. That's the heart of the Father. He desires that His children, He desires that those He would be over would rise up and touch something greater than Himself. And so, Lord, we stand here this morning in Canada, in Spruce Grove, Alberta, and we say, release the nation of Ireland to touch the things that you've placed deep within them, in the people, and the lives of everyone there. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We do this in the name of the King. Release them, O oh God. Only the King can release them. We say, do your work in that place. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, you know what? There's right now, this is being recorded, but I know, and I've talked to them, that there's people in Ireland listening to this right now, and I want to speak to them. I know that that's in the future, but I believe this will help something. The Lord says to you right now, because you have listened, because you have kept your ear to the ground, because you have opened yourself up, because you've given yourself, because you've poured yourself out on the ground of that land, you shall see it restored. You shall see it flow with milk and honey. You shall see it full in Jesus' name. God bless those people right now. Lift up a shout for those people listening right now in Ireland. We are with you. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord. Do you know that? Do you know that there's people in Ireland that listen to every single one of these? Pretty cool, eh? I know because they... I was talking there once, and they're like, your voice sounds really familiar. Like, do you talk at the church there? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I talk a lot. Uh, <laughs> we recognize your voice. We listen all the time, every week. And so even that's an encouragement for Ken, because Ken's the one that puts up the audio every week. I was like, oh, who's really listening to this? People all over the world. All over the world. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, God is amazing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I get supercharged up by this kind of stuff when we can touch these places. Thank you, Lord. And over Ireland, we declare for redemption. Redemptive purposes of God. And I hear the call of God over Ireland, and I hear the the aggression that he has placed within the people. There is a righteous aggression that is rising up in this land. And we call for that righteous anger, that righteous thing that says, I must see truth established in this land, and I will no longer war with my brother and with my sister. And so, Father, we say, put the past behind and redeem in Jesus' name. Where blood has been shed, we say that will not be for no purpose. That will be for going forward and establishing a sound in the land of Ireland. A sound that cannot be defeated because there is so much power in the roar. A roar of unity that would come to the church of God. And so, Father, we release redemption 
to the land. We, re we release redemption to the church. Come forth, you men. Come forth, you women. Come into agreement in Jesus' name to establish the sound of the king. For his name's sake, we speak to you, Ireland, and we bless your land. We bless your land. We bless your land. We call for unity in Jesus' name, and we bless your land in the name of Jesus. Now continue to pray for Pastor Mark. He's now just over halfway through his journey. He's been gone for the last two weeks, three weeks now, and uh, one more Sunday to go, and then he'll be back sometime that week. He's put on 33,000 miles. A lot. That's all I flew last year. So he did that in like one, one month. And uh, so he's, he's uh, messaging us and he's saying to give his love to all of you. He loves you and he misses you. And uh, um, I sent him some videos of this because this is going to bless his heart. I can tell you that. That we're carrying things that he carries in the nations. And so uh, he's going to... He's going to flip over that. I know it. Okay, we're going to have Steve Baines talk today. Well, hopefully it's not all Steve. Hopefully it's like the Holy Spirit. But Steve's been known to talk a lot. No. <laughs> no, I, you know, Steve's a, a man that I look up to, actually. And um, as an uh, older brother, him and Chris, like, I've told them, I don't know if I told Steve this personally, but I told Chris this. I'm like, in no way do I hold myself in higher regard than you. You are my older brother. And uh, what if we could do that? You know, not worry about, well, I think they're below me a little bit. <laughs> it doesn't work. And you know what? Actually, Chris said something amazing to me. He said, you know what? I bless you as the younger brother. And what God's called you in to lead me in, I submit to that. I was like, whoa, that's incredible too. And so it really is amazing that Steve is coming because I look at him that way. I look at him as something that is uh, more prophetic than I. I look at him as uh, a seer and a visionary of where we can go as a body and where actually the earth is going. And um, I just want to bless that in Steve this morning that that seer anointing, that, that anointing that would come and cause him to see things would be released fully this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. No pressure, but the whole world is listening right now. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your awesomeness. We just camp in that moment that you are truly awesome. So, Father, if there could be something that could be said this morning, would you release it? As we honor your word and as we honor your presence, would you be lifted up this morning? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. This morning was amazing, in case you missed it. This morning was profoundly like what I felt like I was going to share about. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. 
Let me read something from 2 Corinthians 10. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Let me read another scripture. We're going to go to Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the assembly of saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and the harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. I want to read another scripture. We're going to go through a lot this morning. But you know what? We need the word. Um, I want to go to John 4, verse 23. Check this out. It might sound vaguely familiar to what we just read in Psalms. Jesus meets the woman at the well. He says, go get your husband. She says, I don't have a husband. You know the story. Yeah, you got five. And the one you're with is not your husband. Uh, I think you might be a prophet, she says. Um, And then they start talking about worship. Jesus says to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming... And now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Then he confirms to her that he is in fact the Messiah. The Father is looking for those who will worship in spirit and in truth. Back to Psalm 149. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Do you see what David is speaking of here? High praises of God is the same thing that Jesus was exhorting the woman with, spirit and truth. High praises of God in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations. 
Okay, what took place this morning? Spirit and truth, worship, high praise, exalting the king. Could a clap in the right moment free a nation? Could a shout of praise set a person free? High praises of God. Two-edged sword in their hand. High praise in their mouth. Nations literally changed. This is what we're heading for. Nations being changed through a shout. Let's rewind one week. What did we do last week? We released, from my perspective, one of the most magnificent shouts that we have ever released. Is anybody here for that thing? It was crazy. Um, I'm going to say a year ago. I have really no idea what the timing was, but it feels like a long time ago. I had this picture, and it was like this floor all of a sudden here became glass, and I could see beneath the ground. And what I saw was a missile silo, a missile being prepared. Last Sunday, I had a recollection of that moment where I saw this missile. It was huge. I mean, it had to have been 15, 20 feet in diameter and went way down into the ground. I could not see the bottom. An intercontinental ballistic missile, for any of you science geeks. This thing was to go, as Psalm 149 says, and inflict vengeance on the nations. This was going to establish a sound in the nations that would bring about change, that would bring about righteousness. And I saw this thing being built, and it was literally being built by praise. And further, what was, what was also interesting was it was being fueled by repentance. As we walked in repentance, as we walked truly in humility, and as we released a cry of praise that was unadulterated and uninhibited, it was just high praise, spirit and truth, this thing was being built. Okay, that's the background. Last Sunday, I had the recollection of that missile as we were going through our little march around the circle. Monday morning, I'm spending time with our family, and I just asked each person in our family, so what happened yesterday? From your perspective, whether you're 5 or 11 or 40, what took place yesterday? Micaiah, my seven-year-old, speaks up. I had not mentioned this. He says, the missile launched. I said, what are you talking about? I knew what he was saying, but I wanted him to describe it and to depict it. He's like, the missile. You know, the missile. It launched. (laughs) From my seven-year-old... He interpreted us marching around in a circle and releasing a shout 
as the missile launching, which essentially represents sending forth a cry and a shout, just like we did this morning, to shape and shift a nation. Whoa! Could God be establishing a sound within our midst that has so much power and so much authority to defeat principalities and powers? What does Ephesians 6 talk about? We wrestle not with flesh and blood. Are there bad people out there that are trying to do bad things? Yep. However, we don't wrestle with those guys. We wrestle with their boss. The principality and the power that is over them. You know the picture I get? You know when... um, Jesus was coming to be arrested. Peter whips out his sword, slices the guy's ear off. That's us. Really. I'm going to affect change in this situation. You watch me, Jesus. Check this out. What does Jesus do? Grab the ear from the dirt, smacks the guy in the head, and reattaches the ear. I'm just guessing that what took place in that moment changed that man's perspective of Jesus forever. He came there to arrest a man that he'd been told was a criminal or whatever. They had to get rid of him. That guy just put my ear back on. That guy's life, I'm just guessing, for the rest of the night as they're carrying Jesus to take him off to be judged... I'm just thinking out loud here. Uh, my, my ear was just in the dirt. Yeah, it's there. A life was changed by how Jesus handled it. Why? Because where did we start? Second Corinthians. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Not for cutting off ears. Pulling down strongholds. Our church, our body, is called, believe it or not, to pull down strongholds. Not by cutting off ears or going to war, but singing a new song. Could we lift up a song that would have such power in the nations that literally the nation of Ireland could be changed? The answer is yes, it just was. God started speaking to me about prayer. You know, have you ever been asked to pray for something? Chris, would you, would you pray for me? Uh, I'm going to be speaking on Sunday. Really love you to cover me in prayer. Sunday comes and goes and Chris forgot to pray. Ah. Yeah, I shouldn't use Chris because he did pray. Okay, Chris is speaking. And I forgot. That would be something I would do. So I went to the Lord and I'm like, God, did, oh, I'm so sorry I missed it. He's like, what do you mean you missed it? Well, I didn't. He's already spoken. And I felt the Holy Spirit in that moment instruct and said, pray. What is time to me? Did you know that Mark had some of the most profound meetings in Ireland this week? 
He's gone now. But did you know that? And could it be because of how awesome God is that part of that was fueled by what took place here this morning in the future? That's psycho. (laughs) Think about that. We changed the past. Are you catching this? We altered the past because of what we did today in the future from what actually took place. Oh, God. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. Isn't that cool? Hmm. I'm amazed. What did the angels say when they uh, came to announce Jesus was coming? Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace. God has been taking me through a dramatic shift. We often interpret warfare kind of like Peter did of, I'm going to slice that guy's ear off and protect my, my friend. And God is saying, can you keep your peace in the midst of a storm? If you can truly walk in peace, peace will be what extinguishes principalities and powers. There's no hook in you for them to come and cause tension, to cause fear, to cause doubt, to cause worry, because you're at peace. So, when Jesus is falling asleep in the boat, they come into a massive storm. From their perspective, it was massive. He's napping. He comes up after they shake him and wake him because they're freaking out. We're going to die. Bring him up. Said, don't you, don't you get it? We're fixing to die here. And he's like, what are you talking about? You have no faith. And then he rebukes the wind, the storm. Peace be unto the storm. And what happened? Flatlined. Okay, so here's Jesus. He speaks to the wind. He speaks to the waves. He says, peace be still. He rebukes it, it, and it's done. There's something really powerful about that. But it's different than what we might imagine of a king coming to the earth and taking over. So God is establishing within our hearts a realm of, can you walk in peace? Can you bear the fruit of the Spirit, peace? Ephesians 2.14 says that Christ is, in fact, our peace. So this comes back to who do we know and how well do we know him? Jeremiah 29, 11, seek me and you'll find me. So we're looking for peace. We're, God's asking us in the midst of the storm to declare peace to that storm. I believe we are going to be coming into a time of unrest. Trying times. I'm not prophesying that. I'm supposing 
that God is working something in us, something very peaceful and something very powerful and something that overcomes the world because there's going to be a time where something needs to be overcome. Where there will be something that sets us so apart as believers. What does that look like? I don't have any idea, and I don't even like the idea of imagining what that could look like. However, God is building something within his people that overcomes the world. So whether the world is doing awesome or whether the world is going to, uh, I was going to say hell in the handbasket, that's probably not very good. The world is doing really bad. <laughs> well, we've got a little taste, just a tiny, don't even call it a taste, it's like a whiff of a struggle in our current land. People are freaking out. Freaking out. Dale had his truck stolen the other day. Out of the church parking lot. For real. So somebody is panicking. Somebody's looking for money that they can't earn. Somebody's looking for something that they do not have. A very small sign of the time we're living in. Now, imagine if that thing actually rolled off the, off the rails. Um, theft would just go through the roof. Okay, well, God is establishing something in us. What is it? What's going to overcome when somebody's knocking on your door saying, I want all your food, and here's my gun? You pull out a gun and have a six-shooter fight in the street? No. He's preparing us for battle. He's giving us... Weapons of warfare that are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Now, could Spruce Grove be covered in such a grace where there is an economy that is unaffected by what's going on around? It could be. But just like the three guys in the fire, whether it is or whether it isn't, we're going to declare the truth about who Jesus is in this situation. So is it better to have a bank account that can buy 5,000 meals or is it better to have the authority to create bread and fish and multiply it? So what are we training for? What are we shooting for? What are we working for? What do we spend our time studying and pressing towards? I tell you what. I desire, there is a burning desire in me that cannot be quenched. I desire to see the manifest presence of God in the earth. I desire to see nations changed because of the righteousness of God, where things must come into alignment simply because his presence is here. I desire to see our body walk in such a realm of peace that if everybody, everybody in this room lost their business or their job or anything, we would come in on Sunday and bring all we had and just lay it here and just rejoice. Well, that sounds awfully familiar, actually. Hmm. King of kings, Lord of lords, is establishing something in you and every trial and every challenge and every question and every doubt that you face after each day 
is giving you an opportunity to have your faith stretched. It is challenging your belief about who God is and his intention towards us. Guys, one of the things that uh, I know you're all seeing it and I know you're all hearing about it. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. I, all this gender stuff that's going on. Is it any wonder that God is trying to um, teach us impart to us our identity. And the enemy on the flip side is trying to rob the very thing that God is doing in our midst. He is trying to confuse identity. And Sunday after Sunday we come and we ish, we offer up songs of praise. Some songs are better than others. Sometimes we touch realms and sometimes we don't. And that's okay, but God is calling us into a place where we are so rooted and so grounded and so established in who we are as sons and daughters of a king that confusion cannot reign in our midst. And that is one of those things that is, the, it is a literal assault on our families. And that thing is one of those things that must be torn down by the weapons of warfare that are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. That's an example of where we're going right now, real life today, in schools across our country. This is the real deal. And God is calling us to stand in a place of peace now, peace does not mean we're ignorant to facts. Peace is fully aware of what's going on, but I know how awesome my God is. And I know how capable he is. And I'm waiting just like Jesus did. I only do what I see the Father doing. So we are looking, Father, what are you doing? That I may have some authority to declare something into the earth which would bring shift, that would bring change, that would bring an end to a spirit that currently has power. I am telling you, the church of Jesus Christ is going to take over. <laughs> and I know that's hard to believe, but I can see it. I can see it in the word. I can see it in my spirit. I can see that Jesus said, pray this way. Pray that my kingdom would come and my will would be done in the earth. Not so that you can be overcome and have to run away with your tail between your legs. That is not the church that Jesus said to pray for. We are coming into a place where it is going to become really obvious who has faith and who does not. Who has peace and who does not? Can you stand in the face of a storm and speak to it?
think Jesus had the thought, what if this doesn't work? Probably not. Do you think Jesus had that thought when he was blessing the bread and the fish? Did he have to pound sticks on the ground and declare to this bread to be multiplied? No. He walked in such power and such authority that even the bread had to respond to his blessing. The fish had to be multiplied because it was blessed for that sake, for that purpose. So as we acquire identity, God will then be able to release authority. See, Jesus knew who he was. He knew his authority to multiply bread based on simply blessing it. And therefore, he executed it. So God is bringing us to a place as a body and as a church of identity. Who are we? How do we stand in perfect peace knowing that God is the master of all, in charge of everything, and yet has given us authority There are different ones that are struggling in their minds with a storm in the mind. Uh, I haven't done any studies. I haven't done any research at all. But it's, it's come across more and more. Different ones unable to control what's going on here. Fears, worries, wondering, up at night, nightmares, who... All, chemicals, uh, on and on. And God is calling us to have the authority to release peace into minds. To release peace into hearts that were controlled by fear at one time. Peace. 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 I studied it this, this week. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of scriptures that talk about peace. I would encourage, if the, if the Spirit gives you that, to, to study into that. Seek that. What does it mean to be at peace? How is peace a, a weapon? How do I battle with something so opposite of what looks like warfare that it just might be kingdom? I am really sober, maybe. I have never felt in my life um, just being really real and really honest. I have never felt so useless. And God has stripped so much out of my life. I'm watching what he's doing, and I'm watching the scenario that I'm in, and I'm looking at just life. And I'm like, God, I don't understand. Mark quotes the scripture so often. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. 
And I reflect on that and I'm going, my life is not overcoming the world. And then the Holy Spirit reminds me, do you think the appearance of Jesus hanging on the cross was a picture of overcoming the world? Do you think any of his disciples looked at that and said, now that is overcoming? So the reason I say that is because I believe that many of us in this body are in the same place. God, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? And will it ever end? Because this journey is wearying. Is anybody weary? Just be straight. God is doing something within us. I'll share a testimony of Don, Don Potter. He and I were chatting one time, and he says, uh, you know, God told me I was going to minister. Called him out of the world. He was a talented musician before he got saved. God called him out and says, I'm going to get you to minister. But first, I need you to do some carpentry work. Okay. So he starts into his carpentry work, and a uh, year would go by. God, when are we going to minister? Soon, but not yet. Another year would go by. So, God, how about that ministry? Soon, but not yet. A decade later, well, God, I guess I don't really need to minister. God says, perfect. Now let's go do some ministry. So I want to encourage, I want to excite that God is doing something in our midst that we do not understand. And what looks to be something is often not. And when we assume we're wrong. But God is doing something in our hearts which requires the stripping to the very core of who we are. This past Wednesday, uh, I shared a bit about, again, testimony from real life, of having something in my heart, my desire for God, believe this or not, my desire for God had been perverted. And God required my desire to be purified. For even the very desire which I think I can work up towards God, that desire was dark. Fleshly. And so God is purifying us in this day. Does anybody feel the heat of a purifying fire? And it's not easy. It's not comfortable. But it is awesome. And God is giving us a peace that overcomes all fear, all doubt, all worry. Those mind issues that we were talking about. 
settled in Jesus' name. Turn to play a little bit. Huh. Father, 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 Father. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Mighty through God. In this body, there will be overcomers that arise with such authority and such power and yet still nameless and faceless. God is preparing in the depths of caves ones who will serve. And God has tucked us away for a day and for a, a time, for a season. He is preparing within our hearts purity, holiness, that the very presence of God could come and touch men, to touch women, to establish his name upon our hearts. And as that kingdom is released upon us, Psalm 149. Spirit and truth worship that binds kings with fetters, that accomplishes the will of God upon the earth through a people of praise, through a people in agreement with the Holy Spirit of God. I declare over this body the ability to pursue, to press through, to push past, to continue on. What feels like the end is just the beginning. There is more to God. There is more. So, Father, in this day and in this very moment, establish your name upon our hearts. Establish the peace that passes all understanding. That when everything stands against me, I stand in peace because you are with me. Because your rod and your staff, they comfort me in the presence of my enemies. Father, in this house, today, we just release identity. The identity of a son. The identity of a daughter of God. The identity of a son of the kingdom. A kingdom that is increasing in the land. A kingdom that will overcome the world.
Father, we bless you. We honor you. We glorify you. Jacob fell asleep and dreamed of a ladder. And on this ladder, angels ascended and descended. He woke up in the morning and called this place Bethel, saying, surely this is God's house. Do you know in the end of John 1, Jesus declares himself to be the ladder. So Holy Spirit, in this moment, would you establish ascension, supernatural ascension and descension from this realm to yours, through the ladder that is Jesus, that you would come and settle and rest, that you would find your home upon our hearts. And that we would ascend to a heavenly realm where the reality of who we are, the reality of who you are, the reality of what you are doing upon the earth, just like in Revelations 4 where you call, you call John up and you say, come, come up here, come now that I may show you things which are to come. Father, could we hear you call? Could we hear the call of the Spirit that says, Ascend, come up. Come up. And, and after doing it all, to stand. To declare that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And the kingdom of our God is being established upon the earth. It has already overcome the world. For the kingdoms of this earth are becoming the kingdoms of our God. We speak that over our hearts, that the kingdoms inside of us are becoming the kingdoms of our God. The kingdoms of his Christ. Overcome. Overcome. Overcome us, Jesus. Come on, if that's you, if you can agree with that cry to be overcome and to become an overcomer, would you stand with me and just begin to exalt God, to praise Him, to lift up your heart and say, God, have your way in me. Establish a spirit, establish a heart of an overcomer within me that I would be able to stand in perfect peace and establish the will of God in the earth. Come on, arise. Arise and shine, for now is your time. Arise and shine.
destiny be upon you. In Jesus' name. Identity be released in the spirit. In the name of Jesus. No more worry and fear. Be broken and shattered. In Jesus' name. Sons and daughters, 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 sons and daughters. You are a child of the King. You. Come on, he's birthing something in this moment. He's birthing something in your heart. Oh God. To see him as he is. To embrace him as he is. Oh God. Hallelujah to the Lamb who reigns over us. And in this moment, we declare peace over our land. We declare peace into every city across this nation. We declare the peace of God, which passes understanding into every heart and mind in this place, in Jesus' name. Where you have battled in your mind, we say, peace, be still, in Jesus' name. to the Lord a new song and his praise in the assembly of saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praise to him with the timbrel and the harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. And let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations, punishment on the peoples, to bind kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, we take up the whole armor of God, that we would be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. To stand. To stand. So in Jesus' name, we put on notice you principalities and powers that have stood over us and stood against us as a body. Your days are numbered. Your days are numbered. For the judgment of God will begin to come against you now. And you simply cannot stand. 
you simply cannot stand. Come on, in Jesus' name, we speak over this identity issue. We speak over this identity issue. And in Jesus' name, we call for justice. In Jesus' name, we call for righteousness. And we cover our kids. We say in Jesus' name, not our children. Not our children in Jesus' name. We will cover our kids. We will cover our children. And we will raise them up that they will walk in the way and they will know Jesus. We call down confusion in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we speak an end to the confusion over this generation. Confusion be gone in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be gone. We bless our children. If you have children, put your hands up. We declare blessing over our children. We declare that they will know their God. We declare that they will know Jesus Christ. We declare that our children will know their identity in Jesus' name. We bless our children. We bless them. We bless them. And we call forth the purpose of God upon their life in Jesus' name. So I'm starting to see that we're coming into view of the Lord of the impossible, the God of miracles, the God of wonders, the God of signs, the God of power. We're coming in within reach of that expression of God. So don't let up in this moment, because if we can touch the hem of his garment, if we can touch but the hem of his garment, we're this close. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. So, Father, in Jesus' name, we see you as the God of the impossible, the Lord of miracles, the Lord who creates out of nothing. We see who you are. Father, give us grace to approach you in that vein. We declare sons and daughters rising up. We declare sons and daughters taking their place. We declare sons and daughters walking in their identity. We declare those sons and daughters releasing shouts of praise that shake the earth, that shake the earth. We thank you, Lord, for the taking off of the grave clothes off your church. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Thank you, Lord, for the stripping off of the, of the grave clothes. Stripping off of the grave cloths off your church. In Jesus' name, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come forth. Let the dead rise. Come alive, come alive, come alive, come alive. We declare the warrior to rise up. We declare the warrior bride. Rise up. You will fight in peace. You will fight with love. You will fight with kindness, with gentleness, with self-control. Rise up, you warrior bride, and take your place in Jesus' name. I feel right now that we're supposed to prophesy to the dry bones. Because, um, you know, in this moment of faith, we believe. But then when you look down at the ground, you see the dry bones on the ground. But God told Elijah to prophesy to the dry bones. So right now, in this place and around our city and in this nation, we declare to those dry bones 
Rise up! Rise up! Get up! God clothed them with flesh. Rise up in Jesus' name and take your place. Lord, I just ask that you awaken the sound that's in the youth, O God. Awaken the sound that's in the youth, O God. That will change the hearts of this city. That will change the hearts of this nation, O God. Rise up! Awaken, O sound! Awaken! Awaken! Wake up! Father, we come on behalf of the body of Christ in this region, O God. We ask, Lord, that you forgive us for our slumber. Forgive us, Lord. We repent. We turn away, O God. Because your word said, if my people who are called by my name, God, the body of Christ is called by your name. So, Father, we pray for the Spirit of God to hover over this region. That, Lord, that you would wake us up. Wake up, your bride, oh God. Father, we've been coming to the altar for years, Lord. But sooner or later, we meet the groom. So, wake us up, oh God. Wake us up. Thank you, Lord. Father, we so we stand against that spirit of slumber. I will hold back your church. We say, back off. Back off. That this county, Parkland County, belongs to Jesus Christ. Father, forgive the resistance of the church, oh God. Father, we come and we humbly ask you to break through for us, oh God. And Father, from this place to the Alliance Church, the Baptist Church, the Lighthouse Church, the Lutheran Church, Father, forgive our resistance, we pray. So we declare at the body of Christ, the dry bones are waking up and coming together in this region from this day forward, oh God. We ask for it in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare unity, unity over this region, that the angels of the Lord, the angels of the Lord are released to bring that, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we love you. 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 We ask that you would plant in our hearts the desire when we grow up to want to be carriers of your presence. When we grow up, when the young ones grow up, when I grow up, I want to be a carrier of your presence. I can be that now. I want to be that more tomorrow, God, that you would actually install in us this desire instead of this worldly desire to just like improve in my skills, God. I want to carry your presence more, God. I want to carry your presence more. And I want someone instead of to ask me, what do you do for a living? I want to ask, I want them to ask me, where do you bring life? Where do you bring life? What do you do with the presence of God? What do you do with the presence of God? So, Lord, would you just install that into us, the desire to be giving life, giving life, giving life, giving life, giving life, giving life, giving life not just making a living.
Father, we come. We ask, Lord, that you would move upon the Aboriginal people in this region. That, Father, the gatekeepers, the gate openers, Father, we declare that the gates are open. And, Father, we ask for those in Paul Band, on the Cree Band, the Aboriginal nations, oh God, coming in, coming in to be the gatekeepers of this land, oh God. We bless the First Nations. We bless them, oh God. Forgive the stereotype. Forgive the stereotype. Even the sound that's here of the Aboriginal people crying out for their God, crying out for their Father crying out for Jesus. So Father, from this place, we release a blessing over the Aboriginal people, oh God. Over the Aboriginal people, come into destiny. Come into destiny. Come in and meet your God. Come in and meet Jesus. Come in, come in, come in, come in, come in. All over this Alberta, all over this land, all over this region, come in. us as a body in an operating room and there was a transplant and a heart of stone came out and a heart of flesh was put in. And for those of you who have experienced being put to sleep for an operation, as you begin to come to your mind becomes aware of what's going on. And yet there's a desire to be back asleep. But you're not sleepy in the natural, so you can't fall back asleep, but you're in this drugged state of, oh, I just want to sleep. But you can't because you're not tired. And I feel like we as a body are coming through that place where God has had to put us to sleep for a season. For there was an operation that needed to take place. But we are now at the place where we must cross through. And wake up. And at this very crossroads, it is where a spirit of slumber comes in. And says, no, I desire you to stay asleep. That is what Lorraine was praying about, to awaken, come alive. That spirit must come off. We were asleep for a time and for a purpose. And now that that transplant has taken place, it is now time to awaken. And it is time for that new heart to run its course. For that new life to be able to come and live. So we do speak to bones. 
We do speak to lives in this place. We do speak to ones in this place that have become discouraged or disheartened, weary. And we say, come alive in Jesus' name. Come alive. For now is your time to awaken. Now is your time to awaken. Come forth. Come forth in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So, Father, this morning we receive what you have. And we receive you as you are. In the fullness and in the majesty. In the magnificent brilliance. The awesomeness of God. Would you rest upon each one here now? And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak this to Aaron. This is how you shall bless the children of Israel. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. So Father, we receive your blessing this morning. We receive your blessing over our body. We receive your blessing over our city, over our land. We bless the work that you are doing within us. We bless the overturning that you are doing in our hearts. The trying challenges. We bless. For you promise that you will bring to completion the work which was begun. So Father, based upon your word, bring to completion the work which you have begun. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen.